have you done any acting? You dirty rat. You come in here and you ask if we've ever... You dirty rat, if we've ever done any acting. Why, you dirty... But that's not too bad, is it? I never saw Carmen Miranda done any better. Uh, the Major was helping me with the narration for the documentary. Uh, Bricker asked me to do it. He's a fantastic performer. Really? And can he act, too? Doctor, doctor, can you give him a hand? I'd rather give you one. Are you the Yankee Doodle Doctor? I certainly am. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Hey guys, you're listening to MASH 4077 Podcast. This is episode number six. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good buddies, Meds. Gentlemen. Al. Hello, everyone. And once again, we have our special guest, Harry. Hey. So today, we are going to be discussing season one, episode six, Yankee Doodle Doctor. This, <laughs> this is directed by Lee Phillips. It's written by Lawrence Mark. Production code is J310, and the original air date is October 22nd, 1972. How'd you like to have a shot at this, Captain? Who, me? Nah, I'm sorry. I'm under contract in North Korea as a spy. Ah, sense of humor? Eh? Moves well? Good skin tone? Yeah, but I promised Fred I'd never dance with anybody but him. It's for the old 4077th, Pierce. (laughs) Could be laughs. Oh, come on. Well, if you don't do it, he's gonna give it to... Frank. Okay, that does it. You got me, Brigger. Fine. We'll start right away. Gee, I was standing around minding my own business, and all of a sudden, poof, a star is born. Uh, Okay, well, let's have a look at uh, the guest cast. Uh, Ed Flanders. (laughs) Can't help but say that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Ed Flanders as uh, (laughs) Lieutenant Bricker. Uh, another unfortunate name uh, an American actor best known for his role as Dr. Donald Westphal in the television series Sent Elsewhere that was almost like a tongue twister in one whole go <laughs> <laughs> that was a great series I did enjoy Saint, Saint Saint Elsewhere, Elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. next up we have Burt Kramer as Sergeant Martin appeared as the voice of Computron in the Transformers cartoon oh I'm a big Transformers cartoon fan there you go cool yeah. We also had uh, Tom Sparks as the very well-known and award-winning character, Corman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, making a welcome return in uh, everyone's eyes is the lovely Marcia Strassman as Nurse Margie Cutler. Oh, Nurse Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we have Herb Voland as General Crandall Clayton. Most well-known for being on Bewitched and Get Smart. Mm-hmm. Nice. Who's been using my razor? I cannot tell a lie. It was I. I told you before to leave my stuff alone. Oh, Frank, he only used it to shave his legs. Oh, you guys. Oh, he's so fresh. All right, Al, you want to tell us the summary? Well, Ed Flanders, as Lieutenant Bricker, he's making a documentary about uh, all the mass units and... Uh, General Clayton recommends that they use the 4077th. Well, Bricker wants uh, one of the doctors to be the star in his documentary. And, of course, Hawkeye Pierce agrees when he's faced with the possibility that that role could go to Frank Burns. And, well, we don't want that at all. (laughs) (laughs) And the documentary is nothing more than just an overhyped piece of propaganda. In the night, 
Pierce and McIntyre de- uh, decide to destroy the film by exposing it all to light, you know, long before digital video. <laughs> yeah. After the duo spend a lot of time convincing Colonel Blake, they decide to remake the film, of course, casting Hawkeye as a Groucho Marx-type character and Trapper as a Harpo Marx-esque type surgeon. And, of course, the crowd loves it, but uh, General Clayton's not very impressed at all. And after the film is over, Clayton does find the ending a bit exceptional. (laughs) He does. He does indeed. A group of brave men are at work in a makeshift operating room, struggling to save your sons and brothers. While outside, the dogs of war bark at the door of this sanctuary. Down, boy, down, down. Uh, Roll over. These are the saints in surgical garb, dedicated surgeons, all volunteers. Every red-blooded American knows if he is wounded... He will be in the strong, capable hands of a Yankee Doodle doctor. <laughs> a Yankee Doodle doctor? Stuck a feather in his nurse and called her macaroni. You didn't like it. All right, so let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Al? Sure. I know that this episode wasn't well-received by a whole lot of people, but uh, and, and I can't quite put my finger on why, but it is, I think, one of my favorite episodes, maybe... Uh, we, we get because we get to see uh, some more of the uh, the funny antics that uh, that Hawkeye and uh, Trapper can uh, really bring themselves to doing, and uh, and how much they can control <laughs> Colonel Blake. <laughs> um, yeah, they they seem to to have his number, don't they? Um, the, some of the things that I liked about this episode was. You know, the fact that, uh, I mean, we all know what happens, uh, especially in wartime. Every country, I'm sure, does it. They do their own little propaganda films to show the folks back home how wonderful everything's going and, and how, you know, your tax dollars are going for this wonderful cause. Hello. I'm Brigadier General Crandall Clayton. As one of thousands of uh, brave Americans fighting in this scrap here in Korea, I have the honor to command a group of courageous, hard-working medical men, surgeons in uniform, using their skill to repair the damage of war. The film you're about to see is a true case of their service in a great cause. I'm sure it'll be as inspirational to you as it was to me, their leader. And I just, I, I love the fact that uh, Hawkeye and Trapper just, you know, they can't handle that. You know, mm-hmm. they, they need to, they need to show the folks back home what it really is like with their own kind of twist on it. Uh, you, you know, it, serious as it can be, they react to everything with humor, and that's how they get through it. And um, one of the things that I found really, really kind of grabbing was as it was at the end of the film that uh, Hawkeye shot. Uh, after all the comedy and all the, the you know the jocularity, uh, we see <laughs> Hawkeye sitting on on the uh, the bed in the uh, in the uh, recovery room, very very serious. Three hours ago, this man was in a battle. Two hours ago, we operated on him. He's got a fifty-fifty chance. We win some, we lose some. That's what it's all about. No promises. No guaranteed survival. No saints in surgical garb. Our willingness, our experience, our technique are not enough. Guns and bombs and anti-personnel mines have more power to take life than we have to preserve it. 
Not a very happy ending for a movie. But then no war is a movie. I saw that as kind of a foreshadowing of how dramatic the series would turn later on in the later series. That's interesting. I, I don't know if it was so much a foreshadow because, you know, they lost a lot of their writing and, per, you know, the production people. And, that, and when Alan Alden took over, that's why I think it torn, turned more serious. But, yeah, I guess, you know, you can, you can definitely see it that way. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. planned that way from the beginning to, you know, to turn the, the series serious. Yeah, well, perhaps even as early as that episode, uh, we, we get to see how, you know, Alda really does feel about uh, war. That's true. And, um, Very true. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed the episode. I just thought it was fun. And, you know, I'm a, bil- I'm a big film-making buff anyway. So Yeah, yeah, nice. How about you, Harry? Uh, for mo- for most part, I, I like I like the episode. Of of course, of course, the last the last part of the ep- episode, Hawk. You get, you get a little feeling of Hawk how it's going to be in 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 the later in the late later seasons. And I think it it is important to show both sides of the war, because mm. the war is is a brutal business. There, yeah. There's no get getting around that. Yeah. And Hawk brings it to the point and. Not, not a not a very fu- funny ending ending for for a, for a movie, but no boy is a movie. That's true. That's true. That's very good. That, yeah, that's one nice thing about Mash is that they can they have that nice balance of humor and seriousness. Because I mean, it's a serious topic. That Mash, if you you know, Mash is really about war and death and battles and people dying and, but they definitely put a humorous spin on it. So that that movie that they made kind of represents how Mash deals with the balance of the episodes. Very good. That's a very great point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, now, I actually, I, well, I'm one of those people who weren't a big fan of this episode. Um, I like the meaning behind it and, and, you know, the idea of it. I just, I'm not a big Marx Brothers fan. And I think that, since that's like a bulk of it, I didn't like that slapstick type of humor. Um, I don't know. There's just something, it's, it's an episode that I don't enjoy watching over and over again. It's not one that I will pop in and say, oh, let's watch that one. Um, if it's on, I'll watch it and I enjoy it, but it's not one that I go my, you know, out of my way to do. I thought, what I thought was funny is that Houlihan, she's, is she like the biggest, I don't want to say slut, but she's, <laughs> I swear, she's slept with every single general. Every general that comes on MASH, they all have googly eyes for her and she's attached to their hip. Ten, what? That is... Good to see you, Major. Been a long time. Too long, General. Well, well, sir, uh, just about almost ready now. Any minute now, pretty soon, sir. Uh, Excuse me, General. You'll be sitting over here, sir. And uh, Major Burns, you'll be sitting right there. And Major Houlihan, of course, will be sitting next to the General. I mean, does she like power? Does she like strong men? But these guys are like, you know, double, triple her age. You know, she has to be in her, like, you know, late 20s. Yeah. You know, and these guys are generals that are, like, in their 50s and 60s. So is it, like, a daddy complex that she has, or...? Well, I think it is. I mean, uh, there is that Freudian um, uh, uh, thought that he he always said that... um, uh, this is Freud, not not necessarily our point of view, everybody. Uh, but he said that, he said that uh, women tend to go for men who remind them of their father, and uh, yeah. she was always looking for approval and um, you know from her daddy, which she never got. If as we find out later yeah. in the series, yeah, um, right. so I think that's 
without whether they thought of that at the time or whether they did just do it where the fact that Hulahan slept with every general under the sun, uh, if, you know, I'm yeah. not too sure. But I, that's how I interpret it, is the fact that she's always yeah. looking for approval from a father-like figure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that she slept with all these generals. It just seems like yeah, she did. Every, every, every general that comes on, <laughs> she's, she knows she's them. Been all... under, she's been under everything except the Titanic. <laughs> she might have not slept with all of them, but miraculously they all end up in her tent. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so the, the listener made made draw their own conclusion. Yeah, yeah. 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 I guess uh, you know she didn't get the the term hot lips for anything. So <laughs> I still, I just again in this episode, you know, she's attached to that general. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Hulan. She you know just loves everybody. Another thing I noticed in this episode was that Hawkeye refers to his folks. Listen, do you realize how important that movie would be back home to our folks to see the kind of job we're doing here? Gee, I told my folks I was uh, coming over here to avoid making house calls. So remember we talked about that in the previous episode? Yeah. Right. He, he does it again. He makes a joke about his folks. And I'm like, okay, folks, folks is plural, meaning a mom and a dad. Is he just saying it, you know, just out of just a general term, folks, instead of saying, mm-hmm. I guess you wouldn't say folk. So yeah. maybe he was just a, more of a general term. It just it seems odd. Maybe they haven't still established that Hawkeye doesn't have a mother yet, mm. you know, in his storyline. But I just found that interesting. Maybe Hot Lips was his mother. Oh, <laughs> hey, you never know. Which would be disturbing for later episodes when they get together. Oh, <laughs> oh we're just, just, just that. throwing that out. That. <laughs> Hello, Oedipus. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Matt, what do you think of this episode? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I agree with uh, all three of your comments regarding the uh, the anti-war. Uh, you know, there is humour, humour among sadness. Um, there's many a TV series have done that. Most notably over here uh, was Blackadder Goes Forth, uh, in which we there's a lot of humour in the First World War, the Great uh, the Great War, um, which was obviously horrific. But you can put a joke in it, but st- it still comes back to the fact that people die. Um, I'm not a, I'm not very familiar uh, with the Marx Brothers material. Um, the only thing I've ever seen, which I think everybody in the world has seen, is Duck Soup. Um, and <laughs> yeah. the funny thing is, is that um, I saw Duck Soup after I saw Alan Alder doing Groucho Marx. So, oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, which is weird for me. But I, uh, I mean, I think uh, Hawkeye does um, Groucho again later on in the series. But um, you know, I, I quite like. I don't particularly find um is it harpo the who trapper's doing harpo marks right. yeah I don't, quite, I don't quite get that kind of humor you know it's a bit although he looks like him from what the photos i've seen but <laughs> um but i do i do i think the the one-liners that alan alder does seem to suit him very well it seems to suit hawkeye very well you know quite flippant one-liners in in the uh, the mask of war um it's a great fun little episode i, I think it's um it reels it all in. It shows Margaret, as you said, Kenny, you know, trying to get with the general and seeing Frank being put out by it all. Um, yeah. yeah, this isn't the first time this happened. Yeah, he, he, you know, he seems to put up with it. Um, and yeah, the 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 end with the the anti-war message. The it's just Alders. You know, you see this a lot later on, as we as we mentioned earlier. On. You see this a lot later on in Mash, where Hawkeye delivers quite serious sermons to either to camera or to somebody else. And mm-hmm. uh, for such an earlier episode, you know, people say, "Oh, you know, when, when Alder took over the, the, you know, the, the lead writing or the becoming an associate producer, you know, it went a bit too serious and it was moralistic regarding his, his feelings of 
and these right feelings towards how women should be treated, um, which I mm-hmm. think was fantastic. This is an example of, no, no, it, that, that wasn't, that didn't happen later on. It happened earlier on. There was always that element every now and again. And I think Alan Alder's acting at the end of that is just fantastic. It does stump you. And, uh, you know, I really like it. I do like it. I, I do agree. It's not one that I'd automatically put on, you know, if I think, well, what MASH episodes shall I watch? But, um, yeah. yeah, no, it's a nice, nice, nice rounded episode and uh, some nice comedy turns from uh, uh, Gary Berghoff as well as he, as he I was just gonna, injured, uh, Yeah, yeah. I was just going to mention him. He was one of the highlights of the episode was his acting and his – he was just hilarious. Yeah. You yeah. finally get to see Radar shirtless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Radar shirtless. That was funny. Yeah. But uh, great. Do you guys have any other thoughts on this episode? No, I'm good. No, you know, I just, I, I think that uh, I want to just uh, uh, comment on Med's uh, comment about Alan Alda, and I agree. Uh, Alda, I, I don't think that he was um, regarded by a great many people as as a really, really good actor. Uh, but but he, he could switch from comedy to that extreme seriousness, mm-hmm. you know, in the blink of an eye. And he did the serious stuff very, very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at his face and, you know, yeah, that's a guy that's really serious. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Oh, you want a constructive criticism. You're right. How about you stink? And so does his little movie show. And Lieutenant Bricker stinks. Oh, you, you. Who are you calling a you, you? All right, let's talk a little bit about behind the scenes. There's a few tidbits here. Why don't you start us off, Meds? Uh, yeah, this is uh, one of the first episodes of MASH uh, to deal strongly with anti-war themes. Uh, in April 1973, this episode was cited by Newsweek as an example of irony at its most abrasive. Nice, wow. just like we were talking about. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the the title of this episode, uh, Yankee Doodle Doctor, actually came from a 1942 World War II propaganda <laughs> film <laughs> called Yankee Doodle Dandy. That would make sense. Nice hmm. little twist there. And did you know that Wayne Rogers was originally considered for the role of Hawkeye? Which I can't imagine. He found the character too sardonic for his taste. He asked if he could instead test for Trapper John, who was more a beat. So there you go. I couldn't imagine those guys switched. No, no. Alan, no. Alan Alden is always Hawkeye. Yeah, that just doesn't work the it's other just, way around. Yeah, it's just so weird to think that. But uh, interesting little tidbit there. I never knew that. Yeah, no, that's no, right. Tricker, uh, listen, we can work things out. Of course we can. We'll just do the movie without that hot shot. Uh, well, no, on. I don't think so. Not really. Huh? When you see uh, Hawkeye Pierce is uh, warts and all, kind of the heartbeat of this place. Maybe we can work out a compromise. Sergeant, get our gear loaded and take the truck back to Seoul. I'll take the next chopper back. Is that your idea of a compromise? Colonel, I'm a funny kind of guy. I never compromise. I go right to surrender. All right, let's move on to trivia time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Who wants to go first? I went first last time, so I'm not doing it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I volunteer for Harry to go first. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) All right, let me find a hard one for Harry. Uh. (laughs) A few of these are easy. I know them, which must be easy. All right, here we go. What outfit did Colonel Potter first join when he entered the Army? The cavalry. The cavalry, yep. Very good. The horse cavalry. That's right. All right, Al. (laughs) Here we go. Where was Colonel Blake's plane shot down? 
Oh, my goodness. Over the Pacific Ocean. Over the Sea of Japan. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Close. <laughs> I knew it was. I knew water was there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ned, do you want an easy one? Because this is an easy one, or I can give you a harder one. Uh, no, give me a, give me a harder one, because just in case okay. I, I can't even get the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trapper orders a new suit from a Korean tailor. What is wrong with it? Uh, I remember this one. Yeah, so do I. Uh, is it too small? No, the pinstripes are horizontal. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, uh, that was a great... I love that episode. That was funny. Uh, uh, all right, here, here's the easy one. Let's see if you can get this one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, who announced Colonel Blake's death to the staff? Oh, that was right out of the ops room. Yes, it was. Very good. Yeah. All right. All right, you got one. Eating a bowl. I guess, here, you got to ask me one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Can have Harry ask me one now. Okay, following his final staff inspection, Colonel Blake turned to Margaret and did what? His fi- oh, he kissed her. Yes, you're right. Yay. I got it. Yay. All right, so now we're going to do one for our listeners. Let's see. I did an easy one last time, or at least I thought it was easy. Let's do, um, let's see. Okay, who was the last person that Colonel Blake talked to when the chopper arrived to take him home? So we want to know who was the last person that Colonel Blake talked to before he got on the chopper and took off to go home. So uh, go ahead and email your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. All right, that was fun, guys. Did better that time around. Mm. Nice. Is that patient prepared for surgery? Yes, doctor. Well, I'm certainly glad one of us is. Uh. Tell me something. Did you take his pulse? Yes, doctor. I told you to take his wallet. First things first. Uh. Let me have his scalpel. Don't get undressed. Just give me a scalpel. That's not a scalpel. Well, that's not a scalpel. Now, that's what I call a scalpel. Uh. If this hurts, you'll be the first one to know. Doctor, what about the anesthesia? No, thank you. I prefer to be awake through this. You can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over the internet. We're at Facebook. At www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. There you go. Please like us. (laughs) Yes, like. (laughs) Like, like us, please. Yeah, and you can also follow us on Twitter at, you know, the little at sign, MASH 4077 Podcast. And we have a website. What podcast would we be if we Ooh. didn't have one? And you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. Yeah, see, we keep it nice and simple. Everything is Mash4077podcast. You can't go wrong, people. You're never going to come up to some dubious webpage with that <laughs> website. <laughs> Very true. Get lost. Very true. We also have a blog. It's at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And we do uh, our little articles here and there. We'll do show notes and other little interesting MASH information there. So check it out. So we love getting listener feedback. We love hearing from you guys. You can either send us uh, feedback on our podcast itself or if you want to send us feedback on the episode that we're covering we'd love to hear your thoughts and where can they send those emails meds uh, yeah you can send your emails or even photographs 
of you dressed as Klinger uh, to mash because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know we're going to get Al dressed as Klinger on the, uh, oh, you on the know website it. of the blog <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you can send uh, all your lovely uh, emails feedback and or MP3 whatever you want to do to mash 4077 podcast at gmail.com and you can leave us feedback on iTunes and please, please, we need the feedback. We need information, folks. Come on. We do. Hop on over to iTunes and just put a nice little glowing review in there for us. We've already got a couple, but we want more. Yes, because you know when you when you get reviews, it actually elevates you into categories. So you That's pop right. up and on we what's hot. Be elevated. And, yeah, yeah. So we can use all the exposure we can get. So we'd really appreciate it. And Meds loves to be exposed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're sharing a lot in this episode. <laughs> okay, so I think on that note, we are going to say goodbye. This is Kenny. And I'm Simon. And I'm Al. And I'm Harry. And we'll be seeing you. You're very good today, Doctor. Oh, well, another day, another do with Dino. You didn't have to catch my work in there, did you? Oh, yes. But he's the Yankee Doodle Doctor. It's a privilege to assist him. Anytime, love. In fact, maybe even later today. You know, kids, I've been thinking about my next picture. I'd like to try something light next time. Maybe something romantic. Why don't they ever make pictures like that anymore? You know, two brothers. One's a Yankee and the other's a South Korean. They don't look anything alike and I play both parts. What do you care about? If I played her in a big black hat, it looked like Lincoln. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And, and we're, we're huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. Hello there, my name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. Uh, all right, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the... Pres- Mark... Alright, get on with it! Okay, and we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast, and we like to talk about crap TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. Do not smile when I say the word colon. Oh, I'm not! <laughs> Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. And there... Uh, Henry... Uh, well, 
Um, where can they send those to? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me do that again. I didn't intend to.